largest media networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Ukraine's big push. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Nicole Murray. On this Monday, February 26th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Ukraine's president says more than 30,000 troops have been killed since the Russian invasion. It's part of his request for more U.S. aid. A member of the U.S. Air Force is in critical condition after setting himself on fire in protest outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. Republican presidential hopeful Nikki Haley has lost big again to Donald Trump, but vows to stay in the race. And why our fancy new appliances don't last as long anymore. Your ovens, refrigerators, washing machines are breaking much more quickly than they used to. They're actually not more expensive, but households are spending more each year on them. So that indicates people are having to replace them more frequently. Rachel Wolf at the Wall Street Journal on today's appliances being more prone to breaking. Well, for the first time, we're getting a number of war dead suffered by Ukraine since the Russian invasion two years ago. Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky says around 31,000 of his soldiers have been killed. He spoke at a press conference yesterday ahead of a decisive vote on Capitol Hill on military aid to Ukraine. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on ABC News. If there were an up or down vote, it would pass overwhelmingly in the House. So it comes down to one person. Speaker Johnson, will he put the bill on the floor? House Speaker Mike Johnson and some other congressional Republicans say Ukraine aid should only pass as part of a larger package that also includes tighter restrictions at the U.S.-Mexico border. But House conservatives have already rejected a bipartisan Senate deal that combined those issues and would have made $60 billion available for Kyiv. Meanwhile, Western sanctions have failed to stop Moscow's war machine. Russian military spending is up by almost 70 percent this year to more than at any point since the Soviet Union collapsed. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says despite Donald Trump's easy primary victory in her home state of South Carolina, she will press forward defying calls from South Carolina Republicans to exit the race. Haley traveled yesterday to Michigan, which holds its primary tomorrow, speaking to a hotel ballroom packed with hundreds of supporters. You'd be surprised at how many of your friends and family are just general election voters. I want you to send them a message from me. In a general election, we're given a choice. In a primary, we make our choice. In the less than 24 hours following her Saturday night thumping by Trump, Haley's campaign said she had raised a million dollars from grassroots supporters alone. However, the political network financed largely by billionaire Charles Koch has now announced it will no longer spend funds to support Haley's presidential bid. Trump has now swept every primary or caucus on the GOP early season calendar that awards delegates. Authorities in Washington say an active-duty U.S. Air Force member is in critical condition after he set himself on fire, part of a protest outside the Israeli embassy in D.C. We get more from this morning's Mike Gavin. The man set himself on fire yesterday afternoon in a video that was live-streamed on the social media platform Twitch. He was taken to a nearby hospital with life-threatening injuries and remains in critical condition. Prior to setting himself on fire, the man said he would no longer be complicit in genocide and that he was about to engage in an extreme act of protest. After setting himself on fire, he yelled, Free Palestine, repeatedly. Officers with the U.S. Secret Service extinguished the fire. No embassy staff members were injured and all were accounted for. 
Gordon. Thank you, Mike. The video was removed yesterday afternoon and replaced with a message stating that the channel violated Twitch's guidelines. It was the only video posted to the account which had a, uh, which had a Palestinian flag as its header image. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Glad you're with us. Welcome into Monday. The scarring effects of inflation have fueled a kind of nostalgia regarding Donald Trump's presidency. Voters consistently say they trust Trump more than President Biden on the economy, a crucial deficit for Biden, given that the two men are vying for the presidency once again this year. Analysis from Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick set this up. We're now seeing some surveys where people say, boy, I wish we could go back to the Trump economy. And uh, when uh, you ask people, who do you trust more on the economy, uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump wins that contest by 10 or 15 points. And of course, those are the two likely presidential candidates this year. So I've been tracking uh, inflation in 26 uh, important categories since it became a problem in 2001. So I just decided I've been tracking this data for Biden. Why don't I just do the same thing for Trump and compare so I've, I did the uh, data sets for the first three years of Biden's uh, presidency, which we've just hit in, uh, in uh, January, and did the same thing for Trump in his first three years. And it's very clear that uh, there has there obviously been a big difference. Uh, to put it in numbers, in, uh, three years of inflation under Biden have totaled about 17 percent in total. That's a 17 percent total increase in overall prices. Uh, for Trump, it was only 6 percent. Uh, and if you look at what has happened to incomes during that time, because that's important, are people falling uh, falling behind or getting ahead related to inflation? Well, incomes have gone up by considerably more under Biden, but they are still falling short of inflation. So people are a little bit worse off under Biden and under Trump. Uh, earnings went up by less than under Biden, but they outpaced inflation so that, that explains why a lot of people feel, and this is not everybody, but a lot of people feel like things were just a little easier. It was a little easier yeah. to get by under Trump, and that is just the first three years of Trump's administration, not including COVID, right, uh, right. which happened in the fourth year. But the data supports people who feel that way. Yeah, I mean, the data is almost laughable, the way you set it up in, in terms of uh, how much better it was under Trump. And a lot of those categories you tracked just seem to be everyday reminders about inflation. That's right. Uh, so the the you know the ones people care the most about obviously are rent, uh, groceries, and transportation. That that's what people spend the majority of their money on. And uh, all three of those categories, uh, inflation was a lot lower under Trump than it was under Biden during their first three years. But there are a couple things interestingly where Biden actually does better. So we've seen lower inflation in three important categories, healthcare, prescription drugs, and college tuition. Inflation there has been lower under Biden than it has been under Trump. Um, but that does not offset for most people the big increase in, uh, in groceries and yeah. transportation and rent. So the, the next thing you have to say, uh, if you're a voter, saying, well, um, okay, do I think Trump was responsible for low inflation? Do I think Biden was responsible for high inflation? 
And that's where we get into the messaging battle we're going we're gonna to be bombarded with during the next eight or nine months, which is Trump saying, you're better off under me, and mm-hmm. Biden saying, um, nope, I've done a better job on certain things. And, of course, as you and I have discussed many times, um, presidents don't really have that much control over the economy. But um, voters give them blame or credit for what happens on their watch, and that's the challenge that uh, Joe Biden faces trying to get reelected this year. We're speaking with Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. His piece is called Why Americans Pine for the Trump Economy. All right, so you you referenced it a little bit, but uh, now dive in. How can Biden, say, lobby for himself when it comes to the economy? Uh, he's he's got a tough challenge, um, but we 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 know what he's been trying to do. He's been trying to play up the things that are good about the economy. We've had very strong job. I mean, literally, Biden is right when he says we've had the mo- the strongest job growth of any president ever. That is true. Um, GDP growth has been strong. Consumer spending has held up. Um, and you know, Biden says, look, these are the things that are going right. I know inflation is still too high. Prices are still high, but we're working on it and getting it down. I, I don't know that B- Biden can do much to like talk his way um, into, uh, into, you know, getting voters to believe that, but the trend is going Biden's direction. I mean, it's very clearly, I mean, inflation has been dropping. Uh, we're now starting to see, uh, evidence in consumers confidence surveys during the last couple of months that people are finally starting to believe that inflation might be going away for real. So if this trend holds, we're going to have inflation declining for the next several months. And, you know, for Biden, I think it's going to be a race against time. Thanks, Rick. Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says nearly 31,000 of his soldiers have been killed since Russia's invasion two years ago. Zelensky, however, expects confidence in Congress's support on ABC ahead of the vote for additional military aid. I think that the guys will will decide we'll make we'll make good decision for us. President Biden is scheduled to host the four congressional leaders at the White House tomorrow to discuss Ukraine funding and efforts to avert a government shutdown. Number two. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley has vowed to remain in the race despite losing to Donald Trump in her home state, South Carolina, over the weekend. Haley says the election is far from over. You look at those first early states. They can say Donald Trump won. I give him that. But he, as a Republican incumbent, didn't get 40% of the vote of the primary. The next presidential primary is being held in Michigan tomorrow. Number three. An active duty U.S. Air Force member is in critical condition after setting himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. yesterday. The man yelled free Palestine repeatedly. The service member's identity has not been revealed. Alabama's Republican lawmakers are considering legislation to protect in vitro fertilization following the state's Supreme Court's ruling that frozen embryos are people. Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth, who has utilized IVF herself regarding the new bill on ABC News. Not a single Republican has reached out to me on the bill. I've introduced a bill multiple times, now multiple Congresses. Um, But frankly, you know, let's see if they vote for it when we when we bring it to the floor. Meanwhile, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall said he has no intention of prosecuting IVF families or providers. AT&T has issued an apology for the widespread cellular outage that knocked out service for thousands of customers last week. The mobile carrier says affected accounts will receive credit to compensate for the incident. The amount? $5. All right, $5 credit. 
Don't spend it all in one spot. Like, you couldn't even reach 911. $5? The stress of not being able to communicate with your kid, like picking <laughs> him or her up after school, right? What, what does work. that get you? A few candy bars Man, or something? <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Hey, it's Gordon Deal. Say goodbye to the hassle of meal prep and hello to ready-to-eat meals from Factor. With Factor, you get chef-created delights approved by dietitians. Choose from over 35 mouth-watering options each week, plus over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons. Stop spending precious time cooking and cleaning. Factor offers restaurant-quality meals in two minutes. From dinners to breakfast, snacks, and smoothies, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. It's the convenient choice that's easier on your wallet than takeout, with flexible plans from 6 to 18 meals per week and the option to pause or reschedule deliveries. Factor fits seamlessly into your life with no prep, no mess. Ready for a week of hassle-free, delicious dining? Visit factormeals.com slash deal50 and use code deal50 to get 50% off. Again, use code deal50 at factormeals.com slash deal50 to get 50% off. Thanks for being with us. Our refrigerators, washing machines, and ovens can do more than ever, but the downside is that they're more prone to breaking. It's a story by Rachel Wolf at the Wall Street Journal. Rachel, what's happening? You're... Ovens, refrigerators, washing machines are breaking much more quickly than they used to. And they're more expensive, so square this for us. They're actually not more expensive, but households are spending more each year on them. So that indicates people are having to replace them more frequently. Okay, and uh, cheaper parts? What's happening? There are a couple of different things going on. The biggest one seems to be that these machines are just much more complicated than they once were. That's both to make them more efficient so they consume less water and power, but it's also because people want snazzy features like the ability to preheat an oven during your commute home or 15 different wash cycles. And with more options comes more parts, comes more parts that can break. Boy. All right, so more does not equal better when it comes to features. Not in this case, according to all the different people in the industry I spoke to. Man, all right, you, you spoke to uh, this uh, Sharon Swan from Alexandria, Virginia. What's she going through? So she spent about $7,000 on a Bosch oven and refrigerator. The first time she used the broiler in the oven, it caught on fire. So she had to call 911, promptly returned the oven, and replaced it with one from another brand. But that was frightening, obviously. And the refrigerator is now broken for the third time in two years. And Bosch fixed, it's the ice maker, Bosch fixed it the first two times. Now she said she's on her own for what will be a $250 repair plus whatever parts they need. Goodness. So it's not great. Yeah. Uh, so Bosch, for its part, says what here? Bosch said that the company has been responsive to Swan's concerns and will continue to work with her to resolve ongoing issues. Okay. Bosch appliances are designed and manufactured to meet the highest quality standards, and they are built to last, she said. Is that right? Okay. We're speaking with Rachel <laughs> Wolf, consumer trends reporter at the Wall Street Journal. This piece is called The Lifespan of Large Appliances is Shrinking. Um uh, Kevin and uh, I think it's Colleen Danino from San Diego. Similar, similar anecdote. They 
in some respects had it worse because their dishwasher actually caused $35,000 worth of damage to their kitchen when it sprung a leak within three years of owning it. They didn't know that there was a leak because it was hidden in underneath the countertop and ended up having to replace the entire floor down to the subfloor, new bottom counters, the works. It was a nightmare. And GE just said that the company takes appliance issues seriously and works quickly to resolve them with consumers. Wow. So the, the I think you got into it a little bit, the nitty gritty, but like uh, the, the parts are made differently because of, I guess to a certain extent, energy efficiency. That's part of the story, certainly. Parts are also less durable than they used to be. A washing machine used to have a steel drum. Now it's more likely to be plastic or aluminum. It's, they're lighter, cheaper. Again, appliances have gone down in price. They just aren't lasting as long as they once did. Rachel Wolf, reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Pure opportunity. It's what Michigan is all about. The opportunity to do more. The opportunity for all businesses to reach their full potential. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to discover all the ways the MEDC is helping Michigan thrive. Cutting through the clutter to bring you the people and stories that matter to you. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday, February 26. Gordon Deal, Nicole Murray, some of our top stories and headlines. Ukraine's president makes another pitch for U.S. aid, adding that 31,000 of his soldiers have been killed since the Russian invasion began two years ago. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas could be reached, quote, in the coming days. Haley loses big in South Carolina, but is campaigning in Michigan today. An Air Force member set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. And a misunderstanding settled between the Girl Scouts and Crumble Cookies in Texas. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Dell. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech, like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors. Amazing prices await at dell.com slash deals. A widespread telecommunication outage that affected tens of thousands of customers in the U.S. last Thursday raised a question for many. What should I do when I can't use my cell phone? Here's Elizabeth Weiss, national correspondent at USA Today. Elizabeth, help us out. It, it kind of rolled across the country and we are all, uh, well, at the time, everybody was trying to figure out what's going on. Is it a cyber attack? Uh, the information we got from AT&T in the end was it was the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network, or to put it in simpler words, a technical error. Yeah. I'm always happy to re- and relieved, I guess, to a certain extent, it was not a cyber attack. It's true. It's right. somebody messed up as opposed to somebody messed with us right well i mean mother nature can have these sort of damaging effects too though very much so uh you know if you live where there are are wildfires hurricanes floods I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that can take down the cell network and and i think what this is always a reminder of is we have gotten so dependent on having access to our phones that we forget how many things we do every day that require them until we can't do those things that's so true. All right, so somebody in your story along those lines said we need to use this to inform future action. What can we do? 
the most basic thing you can possibly do is make sure you actually have some cash on hand. Uh, there's a remarkable number of people, especially younger people, who they buy everything with their phone, with Apple Pay, or some some card they've got on their cell phone, and those were not always working. Also, a lot of credit card systems were down because they rely on calling in to check on the card. And so you kind of just always want to have, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks on hand should you need it. Even if it's only for an hour or so, you might want to buy a cup of coffee or some gas. Mm. We're speaking with Elizabeth Weiss, national correspondent at USA Today. The story is called AT&T Outage, just a preview of what can happen when cell service goes out. I guess, I mean, if you're fortunate geographically, you, you could walk into a place that has Wi-Fi. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of people who were able to use Wi-Fi calling on their phones. They could, um, you know, the other thing, and actually this was interesting. I talked to a emergency services guy at the University of Delaware, and he's like, you know, let's go really old school. Remember that some of your neighbors, they might have a phone that works because they're on a different network. Go knock on their door, ask to use their phone. Maybe they have a landline. It's kind of one of those things where you, you have to come together and kind of think, okay, it's not just what I have in my hand or my purse right now. It's, you know, what do the people who are within 10 feet of me have? And, you know, can we share? Yeah. Which I thought was a really, a nice reminder. I mean, you can go deeper, right? I mean, start... Uh... What creating a file of some sort of paper documents, critical ones. That, yeah, that's the thing. And I've heard that from a lot of emergency services people. They say, you know, you just always want to have a copy of your bank statement. You know, next time, I mean, everybody does online banking now. Well, every once in a while, print out a statement because most people, if you were to stop them on the street and say, do you know your full bank account number? They'd be hard. They'd say, oh, well, let me go online and I'll grab it. Well, if you can't do that, you know, what do you do? Um, there are even states now where you're starting to be able to have your driver's license on your phone. Well, you should at least have your driver's license someplace or have a copy of it, have a copy of insurance documents. I mean, it's not it's not like you have to have a huge backlog of everything you've ever done, but someplace to have an envelope that's got your bank account number, your insurance number, you know, maybe a copy of your mortgage, the kind of thing that if you ever had to leave home immediately, you could just grab it and you kind of have everything there you might need. I mean, it, it, it's reasonable, I think, to say that this is not going to be the last one, whether Mother Nature causes it or uh, hackers cause the, the outage. Exactly. I, it, there is no place in the United States that you might not have a... A, a fire, a windstorm, a huge snowstorm, a tornado, any number of things can happen. And, and that's, I think, the take-home message here is that life gets so much easier when you have access to your cell phone and you can kind of do anything in a second just on your phone. And it's, it's beautiful when it works, but you can't always count on it working. And it's worth taking, you know, 15 minutes on a Saturday to kind of make sure that you've got some backup so that if it does go down, you're not going to find yourself in a difficult place. Thanks, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Weiss, national correspondent at USA Today. By the way, AT&T 
says it will give affected customers $5 each to compensate for last week's cell phone network outage. It'll show up as a credit on your bill sometime in the next two billing cycles. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Thanks for joining us. Welcome into Monday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, it's not often that we have two stories come to us from Scandinavia, but that's where we've landed today. Let's start with the weatherman who got a face full of fish. According to video posted by the New York Post, a hurricane-like storm with 120 mile per hour wind gusts was bearing down on Norway last week when, as they do, a local TV weatherman headed to the coast with a cameraman to document it. Midway through the report with the wind howling and the sea raging behind him, the man is hit in the face with a flying fish knocked to the ground. To add insult to injury, a large wave then crashes over the rocky jetty he was standing on, causing him to be soaked in icy ocean water. Thankfully, he wasn't injured, and he managed to even have a very large laugh over the flying fish incident. That's a twofer. I mean, Jeez. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, the, the timing could not have been worse. And at first, and I'm watching the video, and it did look a little bit fake. I mean, the fish didn't really come in at a very high rate of speed, and, and then it you know, knocked him right to the ground. So it didn't necessarily, it looked like it could have been staged. But then, the, you know, again, the, the water coming, uh, crashing over and, yeah. and enveloping him just at that exact moment. And then the way that he laughed afterwards makes it seem like it was pretty genuine. Wow. All right. So was it a Norwegian salmon? Like, was he able to, to, to hold on to it? Do we know? <laughs> He didn't look like he held on to it because, again, then the wave came and uh, rushed it back out into the ocean again. And then, of course, you got the producer back at the TV studio. Yeah, yeah. Saying, uh, hey, you know, we need you again like six minutes. So let's get dusted off there and get dried off. uh, Yeah, come on. Right. Get in the van, warm up for two minutes, and then then please fix your hair and get ready to go again. We we don't have time for this nonsense. (laughs) We we, we, we got TV to make here. Stop fooling around. We're not here to fish. And moving east to Finland now, a couple there seems to have cracked the code on how to avoid checking a bag on your next airline flight. The bad news is you'll need a 150-ton hydraulic press to make it happen. The two content creators comically compressed a massive mound of travel items into a single carry-on suitcase using the press, and they had some room to spare. The duo shared their feet in an eight-minute video on their popular hydraulic press channel on YouTube, where they not only squeeze vacation clothes, but also Reese's peanut butter cups, crayons, and markers, a head of cabbage, bars of soap, and more. For this latest endeavor, which has topped 91,000 views, they said they wanted to, quote, explore the limits of packing efficiency and the strength of the suitcase. Among the items crushed down to packing size, a gray fedora, a large jacket, numerous socks and shirts, and an assortment of items that won't bounce back so easily from being smashed, like a hair dryer, a can of Pringles potato chips, and a flashlight. Not the Pringles. What yeah. they, put, they put Pringles in there? I know. I wouldn't. I, please. Uh, I mean, non-food items, sure, but I mean, it, it would be sad. A tear would be shed if I had to watch food items be crushed by this thing. That you know, that would that would mean you'd have to you know dump that tube in your mouth. As soon as you open it, you right. know how like you get the the the, the residue at the bottom yeah, when you're yeah, all done. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to do that with the entire tube if oh. you can, you know, somehow unfold the crushed tube. Yeah, yeah. I guess the dust could be tasty yeah. if you could retrieve it from the press. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle that over some eggs or whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Hey, it's Gordon Deal here to tell you about this game-changing product I use before having a couple of cocktails called Z-Biotics. I can easily feel lousy from just one drink, but I've now found something that helps avoid that miserable feeling the next morning. Z-Biotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic Drink. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists trying to eliminate that crummy feeling the following day. Here's how it works. When you drink, 
alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Whether you're sitting down at home for movie night or maybe out with friends, drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Go to zbiotics.com/gordon to get 15% off your first order when you use Gordon at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/gordon and use the code Gordon at checkout for 15% off. Thanks for being with us. Good news for those who struggle to find time to exercise. New research finds that even if you only have time to do it once or twice a week. You can still reap the same benefits as those who exercise more frequently. However, you'd need to meet certain minimums for duration and intensity. The study, published in the journal Obesity, found that people labeled weekend warriors, in other words, those who condense their exercise into just Saturday and or Sunday, can lose the same amount of weight as those who exercise every day as long as they meet the recommendations set out by the World Health Organization. Those guidelines are that adults perform at least 150 minutes per week of moderate physical activity or 75 minutes per week of vigorous physical activity. Eight minutes in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Congressional leaders have failed to agree on a bipartisan deal that would avert a partial government shutdown. Lawmakers are racing against March 1st and March 8th deadlines to fund the federal government. South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace on Fox. They want to blame everything, all of our failures on Republicans, but that's not the case. We're doing our job. We're following the law and trying to do our part, but it's up to Schumer, who's killed every endeavor we've tried to do to be responsible about spending this year, this fiscal year, and just killed it. President Biden will host the four congressional leaders at the White House tomorrow to discuss Ukraine funding and plans to avoid a government shutdown. Number two. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said a hostage and ceasefire deal between Israel and Hamas will delay its planned operation in Rafah, but stressed it will still happen. If we have a deal, it'll be delayed somewhat, uh, but it'll happen. If we don't have a deal, we'll do it anyway. Uh, it has to be done because total victory is our goal and total victory is within reach, not months away, weeks away, once we begin the operation. U.S., Qatari and Egyptian officials presented a more detailed ceasefire and hostage release agreement to Israeli negotiators. During a meeting in Paris on Friday, discussions are ongoing. Number three. A suspect has been arrested in connection to the murder of Georgia nursing student Lakin Hope Riley, who authorities say died of blunt force trauma. Police say 26-year-old Jose Ibada entered the U.S. illegally from Venezuela and had been previously arrested in New York in 2022 and 2022. Ibada is being held on charges that include malice murder, felony murder, aggravated assault, and more. A convicted felon who had been in custody on a second-degree murder charge escaped custody yesterday after pepper spraying his transporting deputy and stealing her car. Police say Leon Ruffin should be considered armed and dangerous. Ruffin could face life in prison if convicted. A one-year-old's first visit to Disneyland was captured in a magnetized camera hung around the child's neck, showing what the park looks like through the eyes of an excited toddler. It is not difficult to see or hear why this clip went viral. Wait till he or she has to pay for the tickets to get into Disney. Oh, why you gotta ruin it? It's not gonna be such a laughing matter then. (laughs) Why you gotta ruin it on a Monday? Enjoy it now, kid. (laughs) 
What does the future of mobility in Michigan sound like? It's the sound of new EV charging stations at our state parks. Discover all the ways MEDC is driving next-gen mobility in Michigan at michiganbusiness.org slash radio. Glad you're with us. There's no war after all between a Girl Scout troop and crumble cookies in the suburbs northwest of Houston. Last Thursday, ABC 13 Television reported the troop was booted from the usual spot at the Town Lake Center in Cyprus. The reason? They were selling cookies too close to a crumble cookies business. It's common for tenants to have clauses in their leases that keep others from selling products that directly compete with them. This appears to have been a misunderstanding. Jennifer Simmons, chief marketing officer for the property there, says those rules don't apply to Girl Scout cookie sales. Roxy Walker is managing partner for the Crumble Cookies location in Cyprus. We have never viewed the Girl Scouts being here as a bad thing. Um, They're not our competition. In fact, she says Crumble Cookies will be purchasing $2,000 worth of cookies to be donated to local police, firefighters, and a group called Camp Hope. That'll do it for this hour. For Nicole Murray and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals.